Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Hey, so we are continuing our theme talking about transformation and I'd like to introduce you guys to two special guests that I've got with me today. In fact, my very own mom and dad, Drummond and Linda, welcome to the podcast guys. Thanks guys. (laughs) And I'm especially excited because we've been talking about transformation and you guys founded a ministry called Family Transformation Ministry. So transformation was obviously a very high value for you guys. Hmm. Yeah, we called it, uh, I think, in the beginning, transformation, because we, you know, we realized in the beginning that families, marriages were under severe strain, and then people very close to us, even within our own family, marriage, you know, marriage broke down, and we heard the cries of the young children crying for daddy, and, you know, just going through the trauma of a broken marriage, and ultimately a a divorce situation, and um, we felt that what God showed us and that is that you see these things don't just happen you don't get divorced in a day you don't your marriage doesn't break down in a day it gets it gets transformed by something over a process in time and and our lives are being transformed you know whether for good or whether for bad and um, we felt that that a lot of marriages and and even our own you know needed to constantly be in a process of trans being transformed being receiving new life you know um, your whole series started on Psalm 1, you know, but like it's like a tree planted by streams of, of living water. So we've got to be in that place of living water. And what we realized is as we began to share with people, um, you know, one, uh, you just, uh, just a continually, continual process of being transformed of, of the principles of God can totally know Family and marriage have to break down, you know, we can... I think talking about marriage is interesting because that's where our ministry started, really, with marriage. It's uh, lovely in um, Corinthians, um, 2 Corinthians 3, where it talks about, uh, you know, we all with unveiled faces are being transformed from one degree of glory into the next. And um, I love that unveiled because that's what happens with a bride. It talks about, I think transformation happens when we come into a place of intimacy. Um, You know, when the veil is lifted off, you're seen for who you are. And it's really only as you come into that place of intimacy with God, um, that real true transformation takes place first of all in your spirit man and then it flows outward into your life um, and so that, that has been very very key for us to bring people to a place of being unveiled before God coming into a place of an intimate relationship with God because that's where true change and yeah. transformation actually is born yeah so, you know, you're transformed at salvation, you know, from one kingdom to another kingdom. But we, we've got to be very careful to think, well, it's all being done. It's a process of then continually being transformed. Although it's not a bad matter of missing heaven. You know, you've been transformed at salvation. You're going to heaven, spending eternity with the Lord. But 
to, to, to build a strong marriage, a strong family, a strong life, a strong whatever it is around you, you need to continually be filled and be transformed mm -hmm. by the process of God. So the kingdom, we're still living between these two kingdoms. And so we need the constant input of mm. the kingdom of God. And yeah, so, the filling of the Holy Spirit, yeah, and the filling, which mm. is the waters that feed yes. the tree you were talking about. Yeah. You know, in Psalm 1, you know, the tree planted by yeah. streams of living water and is, God is our constant source, yeah. that transformation, and, that, and we begin to bear fruit in different areas in our lives. I think it's easy for us to look at that um, analogy of the tree planted by streams of water that bears its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and to look at it in a very singular context. Well, it's just planted by the streams and that's what happens. Yeah. But if we look at the beginning of the psalm, <clears throat> we see that this blessed person, this man or this woman, has opportunities to sit, stand and walk in the ways of the world as well. Yes. But there is a choice that's made by this person. No, their heart is for God and they're going to walk in His ways. They're going to stand in His ways. They're going to sit, you yes. know, in a place of blessing that honors Him. Therefore, they are planted. But I think the, the difficulty for us is that it's we can draw from so many places in the world. There are so many opinions and strong opinions and divisive opinions and and many times people are mocked when they actually take a stand for a particular biblical value. Um, especially, you know, if you seem to have a conservative, according to the world, uh, biblical value, uh, many times that's actually mocked. So it's not an easy thing to stay planted on God's word. It's, it yeah. requires, I think, tremendous um, courage spiritually and a great yes. strength of conviction. Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, our default, the default mechanism in, in people as we you know come into this world is one of for instance anxiety you know worry fear and we've got to be transformed from that so we can be transformed into the kingdom we can have salvation but the process of being transformed from fear to faith to hope is yes. a continual process yes. because the world system around us is trying to transform us back into anxiety back into fear back into worry back into bitterness, resentment, all the hurts and disappointments mm. that are, are around us. So that's the process of continually renewing our mind, transforming our mind, transforming our hearts, standing on the Word of God so that we don't are not transformed by the world. Yeah, I think the key thing for me in the Psalm 1 passage is that this tree is located and established and planted at a source that is life-giving. Yes. And if we choose to be planted in our marriage, in our business, in our finances, in our parenting, or mm. if maybe you're not married yet, but you know, in your um, personal life as well, that we choose to be established on the truths of God's word. And I mean, I think this is something that Jesus really wants to impart to people as well. When I spoke about the process of transformation um, in the last podcast, I brought in the Mark chapter 4 passage where Jesus talks about how the word goes out and people respond in different ways to, to the word of God. And some people, clearly, if we look at the passage, were not transformed. Some people liked the idea of it and they got excited, but then, yes. but then nothing happened that was you know, meaningful and lasting. Mm. I, it's, it's a very, very powerful passage, I think, of the analogy that is used there because... It's, it's where we seed it, where we grow. That's, that's the process of life, isn't it? The journey of life. 
Um, it's not only just hearing, but it's hearing, retaining, and um, growing in the Word of God, allowing that growth to take place and not to allow life's worries and riches and pleasures and the testing and the thorns to choke mm. um, what has been planted. Um, but it's, I love the last uh, section of that where it says we, we've got to retain the Word and by persevering produce a crop. And I yes. think a lot of us fall short in different areas because we are growing, and mm. but then we give up. We give up too soon. Mm. Instead of persevering, believing, mm. um, keep drinking from the Word, um, keep washing ourselves with the Word um, so that we can bring forth the fruit. Mm. Um, and that word persevering <laughs> yeah. is, is very, very key in our lives. It's, it's where actually our characters are developed, I think. I mean, James yes. 1 talks about that as well, right? Yes. It talks about faith and patience. Yes. Our faith and patience working together, you know, bring us into the blessing of God and to the purposes of God. Yes. And here you're talking about the perseverance and the faith. So it's the same thing. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, so Jesus in Mark 4 there is talking about the seed that is planted, mm. this powerful seed of life that is planted. But then he says, but the thing is that the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word. He said that the seed cast in the weeds represent the ones who hear the kingdom but are overwhelmed with the worries about all the things that they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress of the world, stress of life, strangles what they have heard and nothing comes of it. Mm. So that's why we continually have to be transformed with the living word Every day, every moment of the day, living in the spirit, abiding in the spirit, so that the stress of life, the worries of life, are not like weeds who come and choke us mm. and strangle us, mm. and the life that God has placed within us. It's a, it's a process. And I think, you know, talking about a process, if I look at um, your own ministry um, over the years, um, I see that, you know, many people's lives have been transformed but I think one of the keys for me, as I've observed, is that they are taken through a process of coming to an understanding of what God's will is, what his heart for them is, what his heart for his people are. And through a process, I know you guys do courses which sometimes go over a couple of days, and it's that washing of the word. And then people come to a place of softening their hearts, coming to a place of repentance, because we all miss it, right? None of us get it all right all the time. And um, so coming to that place of repentance and then just acknowledging God and um, as they actually then walk in humility and just choose God's ways, accept God's ways and choose to make right decisions then, then that transformation process starts. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is a traveling process. It's, you know, as you say, um, I love that um, scripture you used out of Exodus, actually. Um, you know, talking about, you know, when the, the people of Israel had, had come through in this incredible victory through the Red Sea, yes. for example, that incredible journey, that incredible victory, but they, they then had to go into, they went through a desert. Mm. And sometimes we do go through deserts, mm -hmm. um, you know, in life. We travel through these desert places sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we lack the water of the word. And um, we can get we can get bitter if we do that, yeah. uh, can't we? We can go through the challenges of life, and um, 
you know, and we can begin to grumble even about God, even though there's been miraculous things that have happened. Yeah, let's face it, disappointments come in. Disappointments and... um, Often things don't turn out the way we think or expect. And yeah. Absolutely. And so we can go round and round and round and, and until the cross comes into it, until we invite the presence of God, Yes. into our lives and come back and drink, mm. you know, from his, um, from his waters of mercy and grace and, mm. uh, you know, things don't change. So it's always getting back to the source of drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love the way those people came to the, that place of Mara, which is the place that you um, taught, taught about last week, that place th- that where the waters were bitter. Yes. And then God... Um, God says to Moses, throw, throw this um, branch in yes. or throw the tree in or throw yeah. the cross in. Yeah. You know, you brought that in. Mm. Um, you know, and how it changed everything and the water became fit to drink again. Yes. And how, you know, we have to live in the waters of God's mercy, the waters of God's grace, the waters of his spirit. Mm. Um, if we're going to be changed out of that place of hurt and bitterness into that um, place of transformation we have we have to come to that place of drinking again yeah Um, it's so important and and we've seen this so practically i mean i can share hundreds of testimonies but i mean i remember this couple that uh, in fact they'd been married in china through a forced marriage and here they were in south africa because their job had brought them here and they hated each other 14 years of marriage and they wanted to just get divorced but as they came in and she turned around and said look i hate this man but over a process of one week the seed that was planted in began to transform their hearts. Yes. Do you know that by the end of the week on the Sunday, they stood up and rededicated their marriage to God. The, the, the life-giving seed of the Word of God had transformed them. Which she said, 14 years ago, I was forced to marry you. She said, today I stand and I choose to marry you. Mm. And that was just through the transformation mm. of the Word of God. Mm. Because... We, you know, we look at the world and we think of all the problems, but you know, the, the power of the Word of God, the power of the Spirit within us is so powerful. It's mm. life-changing. Mm. It's transforming. Mm. And, but but I, I think, you know, it's like the seed planted in unfruitful ground, you know, or the weeds come and choke it. We, we lose the power of it sometimes. But it says there, I love it when it says, but the seed planted in good earth represents those who hear the Word, embrace it, accept it, you know, and make it part of their lives, produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. And I, I think actually just even as you said that word, transformation yeah. comes with revelation. Yes. And revelation comes from saturating yourself in the Word of God. And that's mm. exactly I what love it. Yeah. Transformation, Imagine. revelation, saturation. saturation. Yeah, mm. and that sort of goes as well because, you know, the passage that we mentioned in the beginning from 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. And for me, contemplation is not a rushed thing. You know, it, it speaks of setting something time aside and something that you continue to think about and meditate. You continue to give your attention yeah. to. And as we contemplate what the Lord's glory, and what is His glory? It's His goodness. Yes. And when we continue to meditate and contemplate on his goodness and his good plan for us. Yes. Then we become saturated, as you were saying, and it's in that process of the contemplation mm. that the revelation comes. I mean, I'm sure, like you, um, 
many times I've read scriptures and I go, well, that was great. And, but then I read it again and I read it again. And sometimes over a process of days, weeks or months, I go, all of a sudden, you know, the light, I get a light bulb moment. And the revelation The comes. revelation comes, but I've read it and read it and read it and thought about it. And oftentimes it's like that. You know, sometimes we expect to just hear the word once or to read it once and then we go, oh, well, it didn't work. Yes, you know, but yes. no, in this passage, it speaks about contemplating yes. the Lord's glory, you know, and it's in that process of contemplation, then it says, are being transformed into his image. So we yes. have to stay in that process, as yes. you were saying earlier. We have to absorb it. You know, yes. you talk about meditation. It's yeah. keep chewing on the word yeah. that brings life, you know, and then, then it, it nourishes, it gets into our system, even... Even, yeah, as, uh, even as food is nourished and it goes yeah. into your bloodstream. Like that tree with the roots body. as well, drawing it up into drawing the system it so it becomes like one with the tree, you know. Yes, it becomes absolutely. indistinguishable. And then it's living and active yes. and sharper than a two-edged sword in our lives. Yes, absolutely. That produces the fruit. Yeah. So it's that meditation that you're talking about, Brett, that is so important. Yeah. I, I, I know some of the teachings... We've done, you know, people have said, when did you get that revelation? And I said, and then we've said, oh, about 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we keep kept on meditating, meditating, and it's living and active. Mm. And it becomes more and more and more real till it actually bursts forth in your mm. life, actually. And the fruit is mm. born, doesn't mm. it? So meditation is so important. I love the thing that you sp- that you brought up last week about you know throwing the branch, the wood into the waters, and that yes. became sweet. Yeah. And how Jesus even transformed the cross. You know, the cross was a symbol of tremendous shame. Um, yes. And criminals were were mur- and murderers were that was the penalty of death was on a cross. And a very cruel death. Yeah. And a very very cruel death. And so the cross was an horrific thing. And, it's just amazing how Jesus came onto the cross and today it's a symbol of hope. That's right. That's just amazing. And so, you know, I think that in our lives, if anybody's out there, and we continually have to do this, if anybody's out there and there's a place of bitterness, there's a place of hurt, there's a place of shame in your life, Mm. God transforms that into a place of hope. Yes. You know, and I just love that analogy because Moses did it and waters became sweet. Jesus took a symbol of destruction and, and, and shame and made it a symbol of hope and salvation. Yes. And we need to you know, apply that every day in our lives. Father, I bring mm. your cross into my situation, where I am, my marriage, my finances, my mm. health situation. I bring your cross in mm. because that's the key thing. You see, we, the, we can look at the cross from afar or we can be at the foot of the cross. Yes, mm. your test can become your testimony. Yeah. And mm. bring bring life and hope and mm. health and healing in so many areas. Yeah. And mm. I, I know for us, you know, what we went through with that challenge with family members going through divorce and hurt yeah. and pain. Yeah. We took that test and we determined in God to turn it for his glory. And so often God can do that with a test. Mm. The test we're going through can be used for the glory of God as we yes. gain victory, mm. as we invite his word mm. and his cross yeah. and his transforming power into that situation. No, I love it. Every time we have brought into people's lives who are in crisis, calamity over the years, whether they've been in prison, I mean, we've ministered, as you know, a lot into prisons, and mm. but in any situation, 
when we brought the revelation of the cross of Jesus Christ and then the principles of his word and kingdom, mm. we've seen transformation. Mm, mm, Lives mm. have been totally transformed. And mm. I've had prisoners stand, you know, look at me in maximum security prisoners, prisons in Kenya and say, if, if I'd only known this 10 years ago, I would not be here today. But yeah. because God is now in my life, my life, even though I'm in prison, I'm not bound. Mm. I'm being set free. I'm being transformed. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think one of the key things for those people is um, they want to move on. They're ready to be transformed. They're ready to embrace yeah. a change and, and what's new. And I think many times what holds us back from the transformation process is we try to hold on to too many other things. You know, we want God's help, but we also don't want to let go of some of those things that have been holding us back. Yes. We, we've got to come to that place of being ready. And I mean, the cross yeah, really is true. about laying yourself down, acknowledging that we can't do it by ourselves. We need Jesus. We need the cross. We need his forgiveness. And we've got to walk in a, a different way. We've got to walk in, in his way. Yes. I love the, you know, the psalm that you quoted. Well, it's not the psalm. It's by you know, John Newton, Amazing Grace. You know, how sweet the sound that saved a rich like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. And that is the transformation process. Yes. I think it's moving. You know, we look at the mm. Bible, the transformation process of how God gave us everything, how mankind lost it, mm. and how Jesus came to redeem, mm. to transform, to bring us back into the fullness. And so often in life we sit on the, um, on, on the uh, what's, what's the word I want, on the seesaw. Yes. of loss and gain right and you know that's what you were saying mm. we've got to come to that place of it's enough yes you know i'm ready to change yeah and the gospel gives us the power and the hope to do that mm. because god is a redemptive god mm. he comes to redeem he comes to bring hope he comes yes. to bring life yeah. that's his whole purpose is mm. redemption mm. um that's why the name of the church is redeeming hope Yes. He comes to redeem hope. And yeah. so, so often we will sit in that place of loss and stagnate mm. instead of taking hold of the word of God, mm. taking hold of the hand of Jesus, the spirit mm. of God, and moving forward into transformation. Yes. I wanted to bring something in um, as we come to a close. And many times when we go through the tests and trials uh, and the difficulties and challenge, which we all face in, in life in one way or the other, you know, we, we live in a world where it's so easy to get access to information. Information has never been more readily available. And I was just considering and weighing up the difference between accumulation and mm. transformation. Mm. Because our go-to can be to, well, I'm going to accumulate lots of information about this. Yeah. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily bring the transformation that we need. Mm. And I think we have to come to a place of stillness where we pull out our Bibles, we open it up, and we begin to prayerfully read the Word of God and speak it over our lives and contemplate God's plan and God's Word for us and to speak those things over our lives. Mm. Information, as you say, accumulated information does not change your life. Yes. It's through meditation, contemplation, application, yes. and then transformation. 
Revelation. That was a great sequence. I, I want to write that down somewhere and stick it on my fridge or something. <laughs> but it's so true. Isn't it amazing how one word that becomes a rhema word in your life yes. can transform everything? It's true. You know, and yeah. that's what you're saying. You know, because Jesus is the word. Yes. And um, so sometimes we do. We want so much Mm. And we fall into the trap of accumulating all this instead of meditating yeah. and saying, Lord, what is the word for me? That's right. Yeah. And really embracing that word mm. and making it part of our lives mm. and mm. allowing it to bring transformation. Yeah, there's a beautiful verse in the Bible that says, let it be to me, Lord, according to your word. Yes. And I, I think that's a, that's a great heart behind it. Because the bottom line is God doesn't expect us to know it all before we can be transformed. But sometimes we expect that of ourselves. Oh, how many books do I have to have read? How many courses do I have to have been on? Yes. How long do I have to have been a Christian? You know, how long have I been at this church? And we start applying all this criteria to our lives that in a way can inhibit that. Because yes. when people were transformed, when they met Jesus, it was, they were simple people. They yes. didn't know it all. Yes. Yes. And they were meeting him for the first time. Mm. And But nonetheless, many lives were transformed in that simple place of looking at Jesus yeah. and putting their faith in him. And I think it's always great to come back to that, you know. Yes. Um, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Start with whatever the word of God is that he's given you. And that can start that transformation yeah, and just be transformed by his love and his mercy and his grace in our lives on a daily basis that's true I, I think that is I mean God's love is always going to be the driving force behind transformation you know because that's what motivates us understanding that God really really loves us and yeah. being rooted and grounded in that I, I remember my own father um, just before, in fact, he passed on to heaven, he um, said to me, Linda, it's, the gospel is not difficult. It's very simple. It's all about love. Yes. <laughs> and there's so much in that. So even to take that word, love, and that we walk in love, yeah, well, we that can, we speak in love. Sure. I mean, you know, today with COVID and all these fears in the world, you know, what's happening and these people and those people, look what's happened there, you know, but God is love. Yeah. And if we dwell and abide in that love, mm, we mm. can rest assured that mm. our life is safe in Him mm, mm. for eternity. Well, I think that's a fantastic place for us to wrap up today. So let's end off in a word of prayer so that our listeners can actually just pray along with us and we can... Uh, in this uh, podcast, just actually by activating and releasing our faith. Yeah. Um, Dad, would you pray for us as we end off? Thank you, Father, that you've given us your word, the seed that you've planted in our lives that would grow up into that tree planted by streams of living water that could continually bring life and wash mm. us with the river of mercy and hope and joy and peace in our lives, Lord, that you... Because of your love for us, Lord, you are with us. You believe in us. You want us to be raised up like those mm. strong trees. That whatever we do, we would prosper. That our leaf would not wither. Whatever we do, we would prosper. So thank you, Father, for your love that surrounds us, your mercy that carries us. And Father, for your life-giving word and Holy Spirit that lives within us, that continually fills us 
with hope and leads us forth with, with um, faith and confidence in your goodness towards us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?